0: Previously on Just Cow in the City. What a dramatic week I had this week. Things go in cycles like the weather patterns. Why did we let this happen? This is all on us. It's me, Jeff, Gallagher, and his son. And Jeff goes, Who's this, Gallagher 3? Gallagher doesn't get the joke. I I, I knew it was her mother, but I forgot. you call me an idiot. I'm like, Yes, that's, I don't know what you're not grasping. Ha-cha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But tonight is a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just got... In City. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to another episode of Just Out in the City Thanksgiving Edition. Well, the the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, the first week in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then it is all over, and we move into the meat of 2023. I'm telling you, I know I say it every week, but my God, you know it. It was Labor Day only a few weeks ago. It just goes so fast. It's a special time of the year, it's a weird time of the year, it's crazy, people go crazy, everybody's insane, but I just hope all of you guys, my true listeners and wonderful people that I've met over the years, over 399 episodes, next week being our 400th episode in a three-title change combined episode podcast starting with the spread going into the night fly and then just Gow in the city 399 episodes 400 next week i have nothing special planned because i don't care because you know we're just going along we're chugging away we enjoy this this is what it is and uh you know maybe a lot of people don't listen in the sense of i'm not you know I don't none of mark Marins or joe rogan's listener base but certainly the people that do listen get it and they like it and the people have spoken and we just continue to move on because that is what we do at just go in the city listen this is a form of therapy for me too so i can kind of i don't know lash out when necessary or, or tell you what's uh going on and because i don't pay for a therapist although i I think it might be time for one, (laughs) but it's too obvious to call a therapist at this time of the year, and it's too obvious to call one on January 1st, so when's a good time to call? I tried to call one in October, but he was full. You know, you got to wait till, like, March now, because it's just too obvious. You know therapists are, because I tried this once, they're like, oh, well, she doesn't have any pains because everybody's trying to make New Year's resolutions, so, you know, either I call, I guess, today or... You just got to wait till like March if you're looking for one. But if you're looking for one, you don't need to be. You can just uh, listen to the way uh, my life works. And it's uh, got these unbelievable highs and truly unbelievable lows. And I don't know. Can I really complain when I read about stuff in the Ukraine? It's very difficult to complain. But I don't know. Do they? they, Well, I mean, what, what is what is happening in the? in the world everything is a mess they're having you know soccer matches in a in a country where just women are treated like shit and they don't serve any alcohol cuz i mean what what is happening are women even allowed in the stands i i think maybe i've seen 3 i'm talking about the world cup that's in qatar or wherever it's pronounced they may show 3 women in the stands to say look no we we're cool with it Why would they even have it there? But, of course, we know all of those organizations are corrupt. The Olympic Committee, everything, it's all stupid. And uh, I just found out that in four years, they're going to have it here. They're doing a North American Cup. uh, Canada, U.S., Mexico, all combined. And the hilarious part is here, they're having trouble finding stadiums because we don't give a shit about soccer and our soccer stadiums don't hold up in to the professional standards that it takes to have the world cup here because we don't care our so- if they have an actual soccer stadium which by the way they're planning on building here in new york city uh, right next to city field it still isn't good enough for the world cup cuz maybe it'll hold i don't know 20,000 people maybe even 40 They need to play at Ohio State where there's 100,000 people. But, you know, we just don't give a shit because it sucks. It's so boring. It's so dull. You're kicking the ball. And then you say to yourself, I was watching football yesterday. I'm taping this the day after Thanksgiving. I'm watching football every day. My brother-in-law says, do you know how much they actually play in football in a... Three hour game, but yet a 60 minute game. It has been said they only actually play, you know, once you say hike and to what it is, 11 minutes. 11 minutes. And that is our national pastime. (laughs) They play for 11 minutes. I mean, at least in soccer and basketball, you're, you know, you're pretty much playing the full soccer for sure they don't stop that clock for anything you're playing the full 90 minutes uh, but basketball certainly a lot you know there's certain hockey but football and baseball i mean baseball what are you counting is actually playing once somebody hits the ball or i uh. but football i mean isn't that the most fascinating thing you've ever heard actually the only thing that when, when we're rooting for stuff it's 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 11 minutes worth of material and it's all set up and drama because that is what America likes. Set up and drama and action. And football has all that. It's mostly drama. It's mostly you're just getting ready and what's gonna, you're getting set. And what's going to happen? Oh, <laughs> something big, something bad, something on the offense, something on the defense. Why wouldn't we like that? It's drama for an all of uh, 10 seconds. And then we do it again. And then we do it again. And it's all with a, ca- a clock counting down. Counting down. Not up. Who knows when soccer ends? No one does. It, it, nobody knows. It doesn't. An official tells you, when, all right, I guess we're done. Well, there's no drama. But the rest of the world seems to love it. So I don't know who looks more like an idiot. Just a, a, a sport where we go crazy? Over 11 minutes of play (laughs) over a three and a half hour period? Or uh, a thing where you can, you know, uh, hit a ball with your head and uh, possibly score a winning goal? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. I really do hope everybody had a lovely Thanksgiving, no matter where you spent it or who you spent it. My goodness. There are a lot of sad stories up here. I told you some of mine, you know, Sad, never knowing where I was going to go. And, of course, my sister and I got into it again, I believe, on Monday or Tuesday. So Thanksgiving was almost ruined. And like I said, I go to my sister's because I really have, well, mostly because my brother-in-law really is a phenomenal cook and it's great. But I have nowhere else to go. And if I could go somewhere else, I think I would. It's not that I don't want to see my nieces or nephews. They're delightful uh my mother I I don't care in that sense of seeing her on that day since I see her all the time and my sister's just really really mean to me but what I realized while we were over there because something happened because my niece Dory uh, you know wants to be an an orthodontist and apparently didn't get into something I, I don't know how it works it's something about orthodonture school like she's in dental school now but you have to interview at all these places to get something to get. I don't know how it works, but if it's an interview process, I say, oh, my God. If it's not based on grades and it's just an interview to see if, and this is the actual word, if you match with somebody, then Dory's doomed. Because her personality, unless you know her really well, kind of stinks. I, and unfortunately, I said this to my sister, so she got angry. Can you blame her? Can you blame her? But I was only saying it because I like wanted to help. Tell me, what ha- tell me what needs to be done. T- tell me the actual thing. Maybe there's somebody I can call. Maybe there's something I can figure out. Because, you know, I try and help everybody. I'm really good at helping everyone else except myself. I know somebody everywhere. And I really try. And I'm certainly looking out for my niece. But, boy, did she get mad. She hung up on me, and I just assumed Thanksgiving was canceled. She doesn't want to see me. And then on Wednesday, I was, calling. I was very depressed. Not just about this, about a whole bunch of other stuff. And I call her and I say, should I even come? And she's like, yeah, you should come. And I'm like, she's like, you're an asshole, but you should come. Because my mother and I were thinking about not going because there's too, my mother said, I don't know, there's too much tension over there. And it's not just because of me and Beth. It's because, you know, of what happened in this situation. And so my mother and I never know where to go because Beth is crazy. And uh, But I noticed when I was there yesterday, we, we were okay yesterday. Everything was fine. But it really is like eggshells, you know? And so then Billy said something. I don't know what he said. It wasn't stupid. It was a question. And then she just goes off the handle. Why would you say something like that? So it's not just me. She does it to everybody. This woman has a, a, a real temper. But when I think back, I mean, she's always had a really bad temper. And she's just never quelled it. I used to have that, too. But I've t- totally turned around. Uh, I guess because, you know, I enjoy yelling and screaming, but it's usually kind of a joke. Uh, Or I get it out on this podcast. Whatever it is, I certainly do not have the temper I used to have, but she still does. And she can't even handle one stupid question or one asking a question. It's the exact same way my dad used to be, if I think about it now. You can't ask one thing without her flying off the handle. Why do we celebrate this holiday when other people, uh, when the pilgrims are like, why would you ask that? Why would you ask that? Don't you know? I mean, seriously, something like that. I don't even have an example, really, because it's just scary when she gets mad at everybody. So, you know, everybody's kind of terrified of her, but whatever. It went off without a hitch yesterday. The food was perfect, as always. Obviously, I have some pictures. I don't know if it's going to be a quality bonus show this week, but yeah, he has a couple pictures you might want to see. I even took a picture of the uh the old fashioned World Trade Center that used to be there before 9/11 or the or the new one that's called the Oculus. Because it's fantastic, but it reminded me of being down there before 9/11, so I got sad about that and I got sad just got sad about everything. My finances are such a mess. And then to say that which is hilarious, my gambling apps or app, I just use one like everybody does, you know, I'd been doing okay. I got, I don't know, I got like a 1000 bucks in there. And it, it got hacked. On Monday, when I was on my way to the Devils game, it got hacked. And I cannot get a response from DraftKings, and they just are really bad at responding. I'm like, well, can you just give me my money back and I can move on? But you can't hear from them. You can't call anybody, then... FanDuel got hacked where I wasn't even at anymore, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting seriously hacked. They were able to change my uh phone number and stuff. I you know, it's 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 pretty scary. Like I don't think they got to any money. I mean, I really don't have that much money in there. Only that one account. And it was just a bummer because, you know, I finally have money in that account and I could use it and it's fun. That I don't have to, you know, use money I, I don't have or something and and now I couldn't use it. And I'm just, i just—I wasn't even going to mention it, but it's like it was—it's bo- been bothering me for like five days, just because it can't get resolved. It's—it's—it's it's, it's not so much the gambling as it is—it's just so frustrating that you can't talk to a human person, you can't call them, nobody will talk to you, and it's—it's you know, it's run, I think, by the government. So I don't understand. I had to lodge a complaint with the Better Business Bureau if they're even a thing because it's like really bad and it was really bothering me all week like i was like what's bothering why am i so depressed and i realized it was that and it was kind of pathetic but it's not pathetic in the sense of when you know you get hacked from anything and it's just you can't get somebody on the phone to solve it you can't talk to a human you can't talk you know it gets frustrating whether you know whether it's your bank account which now i get if somebody gets hacked how Horrible that is because, at least with the bank, you can talk to a human and you know, you can say, This is what's happening, this is what's happening, and a lot of times they can't fix it. And of course, that's annoying, but Jesus Christ, it weighs on you. Uh, this has never happened to me before, but I guess it's happened to a lot of you. It just so happens it's a sports betting account, so it doesn't, you know, really matter, but. Now I get, you know, when people are upset by that, I'm like, ah, eh, what's the big deal? They replace the money, don't they? You know, that's the way I was always looking at it. But and maybe they do, but it's just a roundabout thing, and it takes months and months to solve. And you know, they're just, and they, I just, I can't log in to see my stuff. I, I'm like logged out as if I did something wrong, and and I did it like I'm being punished. Because their stupid security, which is supposed to be, oh, you'll need a two-step verification process, is so fucking bad that I'm getting punished for it. And that's what's really driving me crazy. These places with their fucking security, people hack it anyway, and they say it's this and that. But meanwhile, nobody has any security that's going to keep somebody out who has better security than they do. Because they're the these, these security people aren't thinking the right way. That there's somebody out there is always thinking one step ahead of you. You goddamn dummies. Anyway, that all being said, I'm just a little nervous with the holidays coming up, and you know, rent and stuff, and then I got some tax problems. It's it's all it's all like kind of tumbling down, you know, like. Uh, so I guess it's just weighing on me. And quite frankly, yesterday, you know, thank God I went to the doctor. He gave me a prescription for Xanax. Boy, I took one last night. I'm like, let me just relax because I'm, I'm having panic attacks all the time. And I slept until noon today. It was fantastic. I didn't even use it as a sleeping pill. It just obviously there was an issue. I haven't slept till noon in, I don't know, two years. It was fantastic. I just woke up. But then I was mad because I'm like, no, I got to do the podcast. I, I, I gotta wake up early to do the podcast, and then I'm and because the, that, that that's what made me nervous. I'm like, I know I want to get up, I know I want to watch a little TV first, and then you know by the time you do the podcast, it's dark. Oh my god, it gets dark so early. I don't even think it waits till four forty. It's like dark at four fifteen. It's insane. I was talking to my niece about it. She goes, yeah, I come home from work, and I'm like, I guess it's time for bed. <laughs> That's the problem. And she's like, but in the summer, I, I, I go out. I go for a walk. Then I go out with my friend. I'm like, I get it. I totally get it because I feel that same way. It's so difficult when you come back in this kind of weather this time of the year. Seasonal depression. Maybe I'm having it already. I don't know. You come back. It's dark. You come back from work. It's dark. It's goddamn confusing. I mean, really, whenever I, I, I definitely don't do this during the summer and you, you forget from time to time, you know, by like March, I guess you, you kind of just don't think about it because March to like October, it's a pretty long time. You're like, yeah, it's always, it's great. Life's great. It's good. But then when this happens again, and it happens all of our lives, it's funny. You just get into pajamas as soon as you get home because you know, it's, it's five o'clock, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, huh, it's pitch black. I guess it's time for bed, but that's. That's what we're made to think. That our bodies respond. If it's dark, it's time for bed. And you'd think not here in New York City, but it definitely feels like that everywhere. And definitely if you live in the suburbs where, you know, when it gets dark, it's over. The night is over. But it happens here too. You just got to like kind of go with it, be outside and never go home. If you ever have any plans, the one thing I like, just go out after work. Do not go home. It's not just me during this time of the year. That all being said, I planned something for Wednesday where I have to go home and then come, uh, what am I, an idiot? I'm already dreading it, but I'm also not. Anyway, let me begin. And uh, again, I, I really do hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you share it with me and just say we had a great time or even a bad time. I would like to hear about a bad Thanksgiving too. I mean, I just can't even imagine being surrounded by family anymore. Our family is really just sticks and bones. It's just, it's not a a full family Thanksgiving. Not that I ever liked those anyway. So I got really confused about family issues and wanting to hang out with my family. It's it's just not really good. And I guess Thanksgiving's never been a good time. We never had a good Thanksgiving as kids, my sister and I. So. Maybe that has something to do with it. We just, just never. I've never had a satisfying Thanksgiving except for that one, which, if we're going over three hundred and ninety-nine episodes, I absolutely told you about. Which brings me back to the Oculus, which is what they call the World Trade Center now. In the bottom, this beautiful open area with shops and the PATH train and everything. It's built underneath the, you know, the World Trade Center, and it was destroyed obviously on nine eleven. Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It's underground, so who who knows what happened there? But it's nice and clean and beautiful now, as they rebuilt. But uh, that's the last time I was there. It was a Thanksgiving. I remember because it was a, uh, it was one of the greatest Thanksgivings I ever had. Me and Atell, and what was it? Eight to ten girls from Florida, all blonde and beautiful, and they were catering to us. And it was just me and Atel, Maybe there was another boy there. But it was me and Attell, and they were just getting us drinks. We were just sitting on the couch watching TV. They're like, hey, Jessica, do you need another beer? Do you need another beer? And and they all wanted to make out with us, and they did. And it was fantastic. It was the best Thanksgiving. Did I say New Year's? It was the best Thanksgiving ever. And that's when I definitely told you that Attell left. And I'm like, where are you going? He goes, I want to see if there's any action at the cellar. I'm like, you, you think there's going to be more action at the, than there is here right now? Dude, I don't know what it is you're looking for, but this is pretty good. So (laughs) I've always questioned what his motive is. That seemed like a dream come true that I couldn't imagine in my wildest dreams. Eight really beautiful girls, beautiful girls, just kind of hanging out with them all night, catering to us, uh, kissing, going into the bathroom and kissing, and and it was just fantastic. So that is the greatest thanksgiving i keep saying i keep feeling i keep saying new year's eve in the history of of my life so it certainly isn't a family memory memory because uh, those are just the absolute worst even so when my dad wouldn't let me go i'm not you know i didn't go to the high school football games And i've told you this before the captain of the football team's like you're coming this time right for the thanksgiving game i'm like my dad won't let me come why not i have to clean the bathroom he wouldn't let me go. This guy who just was so angry that I wouldn't join the football team or that I wouldn't play track and I just wanted to do musical comedy. The guy who was so angry at me for not being too much of a man. I finally said, Hey, I'm friendly with the captain of the football team. He wants me to go see it. No, no, no. You got to stay here. We have company coming over. I had to listen to the game on the radio in the bathroom. Then he got mad at that. Why aren't you listening to show tunes? Maybe my sister's right. Maybe he is gay. <laughs> I- Oh, my God. Whatever. Whatever, dudes. Speaking of holidays and Thanksgiving and birds, I got something to tell you. Friday when I left you, I called my friend Rich Duffy. It was his birthday. Now, we've known each other since the fourth grade. Have I had him on the show? I feel like I might have. I don't know. We've obviously known each other a really long time and been through a lot of stuff together and he's uh and one of those guys is an upstanding guy he was an eagle scout and he was a fireman and he was like a congressman for his town i mean he's a really nice boy who's who's definitely a man and he's really really cool uh even though i told him not to marry his first wife he didn't listen but they have a kid at least and uh now he's moved on and he's very very happy i mean how many times you got to tell somebody like what are you doing what is what is this uh (laughs) nobody listens Anyway, he tells me that he just, for his birthday, he was hunting in Nevada. Now, some of you might say, like, oh, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. Well, I thought I didn't want to hear it anymore. I mean, I know he's been hunting for years. The way he talks about hunting is the way, you know, he just talks about it matter-of-factly. And he's not trying to make you buy into it or anything. But the stuff, the way he tells it is fascinating. He was talking about this other kid from junior high who was always an asshole named kenny larson i'm like kenny larson that kid sucks he goes yeah no i know a lot of people think i'm like wait i was just kidding he still sucks like he was just kind of a he was kind of a not a dick he was just i don't know it's hard to explain i mean i never hated the kid or anything but i remember him being a dick in like if i was in ninth grade he was in eighth grade or something i'm like what the fuck's the matter with this kid and they're still friends and they go he's got like some sort of ranch in nevada or something like that and he got this it's called the sheep tag. He was explaining this to me. And if you get this sheep tag, it's like the, I don't know, it's like getting this unbelievable license, like a liquor license that comes up once in a lifetime where you can hunt something and, you know, nobody can stop you. I, I don't, that sounds horrible, right? And they were, I guess they were shooting sheep. They were shooting sheep. And I say to myself, this is awful. I, I don't want to hear this story. I don't want to hear this story. And then I might say to myself, what a two-faced piece of shit I am since... But where do I think, when I go to Wolfgang's, this shit comes from? Or if I go to my friend in uh, Staten Island, I go to his place, I'm eating lamb chops. Where where do I think that comes from? What, it just magically appears out of a can? So I'm the two-faced one. He's just telling me the this interesting story. But you know what he did? And the reason why I'm telling you this is that maybe they, were, you know, they happen to be shooting sheep this time, and, and, and they, you know, they here's the thing they were shooting bison like so this kid is been growing bison his entire like for i don't know how many years he's been raising them and obviously he's he's going to kill them and so he said the most important thing is to not name them now this this is not for the faint of heart unfortunately again if we don't just kind of listen to people's stories we're just so two-faced i know you i didn't want to hear it either And said so you can't name the thing so they're going to they're going to kill this bison at some point. And, but what he said is when we do it, he's giving me half of it and I'll have food for a full year. He knows how to cut it and slice it and put it in vacuum packaging so it's in the freezer and he'll have food for a full year. Now, he's not going to eat that every night. But what I'm saying is when this guy hunts, he he eats it which is what it was kind of designed for. So it's not like he's hunting. I mean, I guess he's hunting for sport. But again, well, how are we getting these steaks at Wolfgang's or hamburgers that everybody likes? I know, we just don't want to think about it. And I say, how's it killed? And then he explained the kosher way it's killed, and it doesn't sound any better. No, it's horrible. I mean, this is the way it's done, unfortunately. You know, you just... uh, feel stupid doing it and that's why you know you have to appreciate a vegetarian who kind of really isn't two-faced and they get it but you know i'm not a vegetarian you know how much i love chicken wings what am i thinking what do they just uh, lay down and they're like no it's okay i know it's really fucked up but you can't be angry at them. like i'm like you know because i always wanted to be like geez, it seems kind of cruel to hunt. And he didn't say anything. You know, I didn't say that because then how could I I say that? I said to him, I said, you know, I want to say this seems really cruel what you're doing, but I would be so fucking two-faced if I said that knowing full well I eat these animals he's killing. So I say this over Thanksgiving, as we all know, you know, how do those turkeys get to our tables? And quite frankly, if everybody's got to have a turkey, how are there even so many left? I mean, we are a horrible nation of people that just keeps taking and taking. And it does make me nervous sometimes thinking about the future. But uh, I hope that's not going to uh, ruin anybody's day. It's just uh, the facts. And it's kind of interesting hearing the other side of it. And I was we talked for an hour because I actually found the conversation, as repulsive as it may seem to all of us, extremely fascinating. And the fact that nothing goes to waste. Also, on Friday, I was worried because I was planning on going to the Devil's Game with Alon and comedian Phil Hanley, and they hadn't told me if i could get the tickets yet and i was like it's friday already and they said we're having trouble in this game the reason they were having trouble is because the devils had won 12 in a row and monday was going to be the franchise record where they're going to make it to 13 so now all of a sudden even though i go all the time it became the hottest ticket in town so then they were having trouble so i called you know my cousin's like uh assistant, and I said, "Listen, don't worry about me. it's cool. I get it and she's like, "No, no, I ask every time, I just be honest with you. I'm like, Well, that's all I really ever want, so it's cool anyway, they got us the tickets, which is good, but let me just tell you first about saturday i didn't you know I didn't do anything, but this is the best story. this is the opposite of or is it though? It's still about a dead animal uh <laughs> ironically, I was working overtime I worked. Eight in the morning till 830 at my house here at the house. And I but I knew because I was like kind of glad because, you know, I'd been going out the last two Saturdays and Sundays. I'm like, nah, you know, this is a good rest. It's a good rest. I went to the dermatologist on Thursday and they really messed up my face. So I didn't want to see anybody. That's why if you watch the bonus show last week, I was wearing a hat. I was turning away. I was trying not to be in front of the camera. I was like I was grossed out by my own face. She just kind of butchered it a little bit. Now it's a lot better. But, it, you know, those kind of things make me very, very uncomfortable, and even though no one else seems to care. So I, I, I bought um, ingredients for cooking for the whole week uh, or the weekend, like for two days. One I, was, I think it was a taco night Friday. I can't remember. Or Saturday. No, Friday night I made tacos. Saturday I made my Chinese imperial chicken, and then I was going to eat the rest of them in the next two days. That was my big plan. So Monday, so rather Saturday, I was getting to start cooking and I was like, and even though I was still working, you know, I had the laptop up in case there was any work to do. I was getting going. And then finally, at eight, I, I, something happened. So I didn't get to start until like, I usually I can start kind of going through it around six o'clock, but I actually had to wait till I finished working this time so I could concentrate on the rice so it didn't burn and the chicken. I'm like, nah, I better wait until I'm completely finished. So at 830. I start cooking. I'm like, Ugh, I hate eating this late, but what are you going to do? It's Saturday. It doesn't really matter, does it? And all of a sudden, at 840, I'm about to put on the stove and get everything going. I get a, a text from Tom Snyder, who I've mentioned on the show before, but you don't remember. Now, if you're older, you're thinking of Tom Snyder, the interview. It's not him. This is Tom Snyder, who invented the show Dr. Katz. <laughs> Sure, hold on one second. Can I, can I tell him who's calling? Okay, hang hang on one second, in. Hey Ben. Yeah, Dad. You you have a call. Stop joking, Dad. It had to happen sooner or later. You can't be serious. Wait, hold hold on one second, Ann. He's he's in the tub. Hold on one sec. Ben, do you want sh- you want? Should I take a message, or do you want to dry off and take? Well, the- I'm in the bath. I can't get out here. Take a message though, and I'll call back. Okay. That's that's the way you usually do it, right? I'll, I'll tell her you'll call her back. Who is it? It's Ann Anne, who? I, I didn't get that far Hold, hold on one second and what what's your what's your last name? No, he's he's still in the tub. Hold on one second. It's Ann Howard from high school Ben Ann Howard she's still in high school. That was six years ago Well, you've been in the tub for an hour and a half. I wouldn't talk. <laughs> I guess anything goes wait hold on one second Let me <laughs> Ann, can, l- let me let me What is this in, re- in reference to, Dad? But I, I, Don't not... yell at me, Dad, just because I'm a mile away. Let me just get her number, and, and you can call call her back if you feel like it. And what's your, what's your number? So we've been friends for a very long time. Uh, he's the reason Bob's Burgers exists. It's a whole loop of stories, and we've been friendly for a long time, and he's always used me on uh, voiceover work for years, but he's also made a fortune at inventing children's software that they can use, educational software. And he's a really smart, interesting guy, and I've known him for a long time, and I like him very much. And once in a blue moon, uh, we have a conversation, which is always fun. And this time he texts me, he goes, I don't know what to say, but are you in a movie on Amazon Prime called Bird's Eye View? <laughs> and they go, yes I am and he goes my wife my daughter my son-in-law and me have a lot of questions can we call you (laughs) can we make a quick call I'm like sure he goes can we call you in like you know an hour and I'm like no I don't want to talk in an hour because then I'll be in a food coma Uh, well I can do it now so they call me on a conference call because they have all these questions They're like wait we have a night where we watch bad documentaries like the worst documentaries there are and then we have a night uh where we're all in different places but we watch together at the same time and then we talk about it and this is the one we chose it's i guess it's on amazon prime or something uh first of all why are you in it when was this filmed and how do you know this incredible crazy lady and is she for real and i'm like i can answer all your questions <laughs> if you just relax <laughs> I said, that woman, and, and this is a, a movie you can see on Amazon Prime, and I swear, you, if it doesn't cost you anything, if it's free, then you should totally watch it. Uh, just for my scene where I play a cop. <laughs> <It> just, they, <laughs> Tom said it was one of the thing where it, the, the spit take. Wait a minute. I'm positive that's Dave Juskow, but with a different color hair. I think I had blonde hair at the time. I was like, this lady lives next door to me for the past 20 years she lives next door she's completely insane she might have been a dude and she just came to me and said can, can you be can you be my movie you have to be my movie. remember you guys i told you a couple of weeks ago that i, I or a couple of months ago i saw the lady in the in the lobby and she was talking about her next movie this is that lady and then i i guess i, I forgot i was in this movie and uh they just had so many though i'm like well she's crazy she has a dead parrot in the freezer like, "Yeah, we know that." You know, like and then she has a live one that she carries around on her shoulder, uh, <laughs> you know, in the lobby. And they're like, "Wait, she's for real? She's really?" I'm like, "Yeah, she believes that there's conspiracy against her and UFOs." And all that stuff is real. And I was like, in fact, one of the guys from the movie used to just live in our apartment for you. He was always in the lobby or no, in the vestibule, my vestibule with his shirt off peeling oranges. And they're like, you mean Yanni? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's his name. (laughs) Like, because they knew (laughs) (laughs) because they had just seen the movie. (laughs) Bird's Eye View starring the late David Juskow, me and another guy. And I said, this movie was so fucked up. I don't know if you call it a movie, she was making it, making it, I can't believe it actually came out. When we were doing our scene, she was holding this, when she was doing her line, she was just holding the script in front of her. It was so unprofessional. Not that we expected anything else, it was just, she comes from money and she has money to fly all over the world and make these stupid movies. It's unbelievable. She's working on her next one now. But it was so funny, they had all these questions And what could be better for me? I'm feeling a little down. I just worked at a, you know, 12 hours at a job I really don't want to be at. And then somebody's like, what are you doing in this movie? I mean, I couldn't have made, it made me feel better and worse because, you know, why is it that movie? Why didn't somebody say, oh, we just saw Crashing. We have a couple of questions. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that one either because of my body. But it was really funny. They were laughing so hard. They They are still in disbelief that it all happened. I told him I sent a tell over the David Tell over there once when he was filming Insomniac. I'm like, you want to see some crazy late night doings? Go over this lady's house. And they did. And she used to dance around with her parrot late at night playing music. And that, it was so crazy they didn't even air it. Well, there's definitely footage. So that was a hilarious call to get. i had forgotten about it until I saw that I wrote it down. And the four of them were just asking so many questions. It was so funny. And (laughs) it just really made my day in a sense. I'm like, see, I've done some stuff. I mean, that's all I want to be known for is the stuff I did in the past. It's hard doing stuff now because, you know, you got to get up and get dressed and do stuff. And I'm lazy and sleepy all the time. But that was funny.
1: So how long have you been a Devils fan?
0: Oh, since I was a kid. I'm from Jersey.
1: Yeah? Well, we're gonna kick your butts tonight. Hey, no way, man. Yes. We're
0: primed.
1: All right, you almost ready? Because Jerry and Kramer are gonna be here any second. <laughs> what the...? So, what do you think? What is that?
0: I painted my face.
1: You painted your face?
0: Yeah. Why? Well, you know, support the team. And then on Monday, I, my stomach was in knots all day because they didn't go. They said, we'll tell you on Monday if you can go to the Devils game. And I already told Phil and I told Alon it was his birthday. I said, I'll take you. That's why I'll take you. And I'm so glad I took Alon because I only asked Phil first. And the only reason I asked Phil, and if you don't know Phil Hanley, he's a really terrific comic. And we had gone once before a long time ago because he like, he's Canadian. I said, well, I'll take you to a game. We had a really nice time. And so I said, What's well, the same team that we went to last time? I, I just said, Hey, do you want to go? I never saw him. he said yes. He said yes immediately. He goes, Ever since COVID, I've been heavily getting into hockey, I wanna go. And then I said, Should we invite Rachel Feinstein and Sam Morell? And he goes, No, nah, let's just make it the two of us. I'm like, Yeah, okay. And then I remembered it was Ilan's birthday and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should ask him too. Maybe he won't mind. He had no problem with me asking Ilan. I said, We'll get I'll get three tickets. But I was worried because, you know, I didn't know until the last minute. They said, We'll tell you in the morning. It's already like 12 o'clock, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to be a pez, but are we going? Everything worked out. We all said, and I told everybody, here's the scene. And Alan was great. He knows me now. Like, he obviously doesn't give a shit. Uh, you know, He knows my quirks, my qualities. He met me at the right time. I said, let's meet at the World Trade Center at 5 o'clock because I want to get the, the VIP room opens at 5.30. The game starts at 7. The VIP room opens at 5.30. I want to at least get there by six. So we meet in the World Trade Center, the Oculus. I'm telling you, I have the pictures. It's a, it's really unbelievable. It's beautiful down there. It's right across from the 9/11 Memorial. I just it's just weird being down there because I hadn't been down there in so long and so many years, and I used to like it there. And you know, I used to work at the World Trade Center, and and the the lobby. I was trying to take a picture because the lobby is, I guess, it's built to. Look like the lobby of the World Trade Center, which you can see in the movie Three Days of the Condor with Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway and Max Fonsito, who has some more lines like in Hannah and Her Sisters that I like to emulate. It was the uh, predictable move. It will happen like this. The first nice day. Someone you trust will come over. I mean, it's a, it's a really good movie. If you ever see Three Days of the Condor, uh, I don't know if it holds up in the sense of its uh, pace. But I love it, I've seen it multiple times It's a political thriller And it's very entertaining, I think It's Robert Redford and Faye Dunaway What are you fucking kidding me? Come on That's some old school movie making
1: Can I drop you? I'd like to go back to New York You have not much future there It would happen this way. You may be walking, maybe the first sunny day of the spring, and a car will slow beside you, and a door will open, and someone you know, maybe even trust, will get out of the car, and he will smile, a becoming smile. But he will leave open the door of the car and offer to give you a lift. You seem to understand it all so well. What would you suggest? Personally, I prefer Europe. Europe? Yes. Well, the fact is, what I do is not a bad occupation. Someone is always willing to pay. I would find it tiring. Oh no, it's quite restful. It's almost peaceful. No need to believe in either side or any side. There is no courage. There's only yourself. The belief is in your own precision.
0: So they have this scene in the World Trade Center where they're tracking this guy and it looks... it it looks it, it can't be the same one i i don't know but it looks exactly like because i used to work at the world trade center in 1988 I used to work there so i know the i remember the whole outlay it's just so weird that it's not just gone i mean buildings disappear but the way that one went i mean it's just so fucked up i used to work in the 88th floor in 1988 oh my god i just i can't even believe you know if that had happened a couple years earlier uh, I still say I would have gotten out. Obviously, God has some very important plans for me. Uh, I think I would have been the only one to survive the World Trade Center. Uh, just like if there's a plane crash, I'm definitely going to survive. It's so obvious. But, you know, and then, you know, for like a week, people are going to be like, this guy, this guy. And then a week later, they'll forget about me, and my money will dwindle again, and I'm just going to be poor. I mean, this. I just listen, I get it. I get it. I know how it's going to work. I know how it's going to end. So <laughs> it's... But that would be, <laughs> you guys, I'm just going out for coffee. <laughs> I come back. What the hell happened? I left for 10 minutes. Anywho, so I meet Alon there. My At 4 o'clock when I finish work, my stomach starts getting in knots. And I'm getting nervous. Now, yes, I did. I had breakfast and lunch a little bit. I just had a sandwich, a tuna fish sandwich. No, a chicken salad sandwich for lunch. Because I knew I was going to eat at the place. But all the way, my sudden, my stomach's already starting to be in knots. Because I don't know what's happening. All of a sudden, Phil's like, hey, my phone's not working. I'm like, oh, this guy. You know, whatever. I don't give a shit. Here's your ticket. Just meet us as long as Alon's there. I know he's going to be a mess and kind of ruin my good time. All this is happening. You know, all the, the the stress of that, I didn't know until the last minute. So I take Pepto-Bismol, and everything's fine. And I'm walking. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm all right. And then I took, oh, my God. Thank God for this little pen I have, a little, a little, a little weed pen. Just take a hit of that. It does relax me. It does work. Uh, It definitely settles my stomach, and it's so easy. It's a disposable pen. I just have it in my jacket. I take a puff, and everything is okay. I mean, I'm really using that thing for medicinal purposes because I have regular weed for partying. You know what I'm saying. Anywho, I uh, go to the Oculus, and I'm waiting, and Alon's only five minutes late. He goes, oh, you're already there? Oh, it looks like I'm not going to be here to 505. I'm like, that's all right. You're all right, and somehow we just saw each other in there. It was like even if we didn't have phones, we still would have worked that out. It was fantastic, and we take the path train to Newark, and everything is fine. And we go to the place, and it's beautiful. And we're eating, and Alon couldn't have been happier. was taking pictures ever. because, you know, we get to walk through the kind of the bowels where the the, the players were playing a little sock, a soccer, a little hacky sack before the game. And people were just watching. Like, you know, we're in the the, the like the, the downstairs of the place while they're walking us to the VIP room. It's fantastic. And then Alan was like, this is unbelievable. So we had sushi. He had a hot dog because they were Hebrew National hot dogs. And uh, they had the buffalo things again. I didn't get that. I, got, I ended up getting meatball sliders. But I said, I don't need the bread. Just give me the meatballs. I got pictures. They put a little uh, mozzarella cheese on top of it. It was, It was delicious. And, you know, beer as usual, but not beer in the way we got fucked up last time. But I was fucked up, but it was fun. And that guy was working at the bar, so he got it, and it was totally cool. And Phil just hasn't even responded yet. And I'm just like, who cares? He's got his ticket. I'm not going to worry about it. This guy is It, it. Thank God. I said, thank God I invited you because I would have been sitting here by myself and been furious. Because that is so rude and disrespectful, and I don't care whether your phone's working or not. You know, somebody's getting you a VIP ticket and there's all this and you are late. And he he showed up around 710. That's not cool. But it was expected. You know, it's like, a, you know, but it's still obviously it bothers me. You know, I just want him to be on time and enjoy the experience, which is why it was great bringing Chris Donahue last time. And, and Elon got it, too. So it was good. And so we're you know we're watching the game. Everything's cool, and uh, I see my uh, cousin, and uh, Alon was excited to meet him because it is goddamn exciting. And my cousin's sitting right at the glass, and we're you know looking at him the whole time because we can't believe. Remember, if they win, they it's amazing, and they and they totally won, and they won big, and it was really exciting. Thirteen games in a row, and the next one was going to be the they beat the franchise record, but unfortunately. Spoiler alert, they didn't win last night or Wednesday, so that streak is over. Uh, but they played really hard, and everybody was excited. So anyway, you know, Phil finally comes. We're having a really good time, but by the third period, for some reason, my stomach is in knots. I don't know what's going on. I don't know, the stress or everything, and, and it's, it's, that's all it is. And there's like, I look at the clock, there's like eight minutes to go, and I'm like, Nah, I can make it. I can make it. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> And then uh, I was like, all right, I, I just, I'm going to go to the bathroom. But I, I couldn't go. I, I don't know what happened, but I took a little bit of that pen when we got back into the thing. I'm like, I just have to make it eight minutes, you know, and then I can take a little bit of the pen, and I'll be fine. And I'll tell you that pen. Wow, it just completely helps because it just it relaxed me again. And with that pen, I was able to take the, the train home with those guys, and I walked from Penn Station to my house, With no issues whatsoever. No like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't know what's wrong with my stomach. I really didn't eat like I ate last time. And I just had a couple of beers. I was drunk. But again, the the pen seemed to even everything out. And then it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I know you know this story. And I love talking about diarrhea and everything. But I mean, I got to my elevator. And then it just knew your home. I don't know how it knows. People talk about this all the time. It's weird. It's weird. I could barely take off my jacket. I mean, I threw it on the floor, and you know. Then you're there, and you're like, "Wow, I almost didn't make it." But I always do. I don't know how it knows. I don't know how your body. But doesn't that mean that it's all stress related somehow? Doesn't that doesn't that say this is clearly caused by stress? Obviously, I eat and drink badly. But I mean, if it knows that you're going to relax once you're home, and the stress is released. I don't know. It makes sense. But I mean, all I could think about was being in the crowd where I couldn't get out for eight minutes and be like, oh, no, it's going to happen. But everything was great. And it was a really good time. And the three of us had a great time. We got a great picture out of it, which I will definitely show you. And of course, that's what the stress was. That's when I found out my DraftKings and FanDuel were attacked. And that was totally stressing me out, really stressing me out, mostly because I'm like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I won't be able to bet on the games. I mean, I, I mean but that is stress to somebody who gambles, you know? So I think that had everything to do with it. Uh, how did this guy get my password? How does he know it? How did he get my uh, verification change where he put his number in? I mean, who wouldn't that stress out? Who wouldn't that stress out? I mean, somebody that got into my bank account, that would be laughable. You know, good luck enjoying your you know five hundred dollars I have in there, but uh, this was worse because then I couldn't you know do what I wanted to do. I mean, I maybe it's not worse, who knows? But you know, the guy's obviously not going to get that much money. But it's the fact when you get burglarized in your house, and maybe they didn't take anything, or maybe they took your TV or you know just something, and they left a bunch of stuff. the 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 the, the stress of somebody. Being in your house is the most troubling. It, everything can be replaced, you know, unless it's something super personal, which is very rare that a, bar, a burglar would take that unless it's somehow targeted. But mostly if they're taking a TV, they're taking a computer. The stress is that somebody was in my house, some, a stranger that I didn't let in was in my house and doing stuff here in my house. And that is what's really, really disturbing. And so it's, it's kind of like that. There's a guy who somehow figured out my password like, that, that I made up in my head and, and then got them to change the number of where to send the verification to. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. It's terrifying. I know they have a network of people doing it. I just never think I'd be targeted because who am I? But I'm the perfect person to target. And he tried to take $15 out really quick, see if it works. And then he was going to take that. I just don't understand with all their security how that was supposed to happen. Anyway. <laughs> the next day, I went to work and I couldn't have been more thrilled that it was just over. But, of course, I had to put together the Tuesday show, which always stresses me out a little bit. Just a little bit because I want to leave on time and get to it. But... Still, I, I I like when it's Tuesdays and I can kind of just relax. And I was glad the devil's thing was over and now I can just kind of relax. I don't know why I keep putting myself into those scenarios. I don't have to go to the devil's game. I just, but I, I do have to force myself to go out. We've talked about this just so many multiple times. It's, in, it's incredibly insane. So on Tuesday, you know, I do the show. I think we had a good time. I had Dan Natterman on and he's fun and, you know, a lot of fun to work with. And I was glad we had a guest. And then after that, I had to work from midnight till 4 p.m. That was, I was working for somebody else. And I said I wanted to give it a try. I had wanted to try a third shift. Cause you remember when I was looking for work, everybody was offering me third shifts. I'm like, let me see if I could do it. Let's see how bad it is when you're working from home. Cause I had always said I could probably make it till five o'clock and then there's going to be trouble. But it worked out perfect. Like it was, I mean, I, it was a 16 hour shift, but it's all from the home. So it's not that big a deal. So like after the show, uh, I, think maybe, no, I, I think I went right to bed. Like maybe I went to bed around 8 o'clock until about 11. Right? So I slept for three hours. I had some soup. <laughs> and then I logged on at midnight. And there was like work until about 2 a.m. And then there was nothing the rest of the day. And so, uh, so I was doing personal stuff again. And I was perfectly wide awake because I had taken a three-hour nap. So it's normal for me to stay up until about four. And then for some reason, they tell you, you take a break at five. So I guess we're not a 24 hour company. We're a 23 hour. So I decided I'd take a break at five and I would take a nap, which I did just on my couch, not in my bed. I took another nap for like 40 minutes and then I woke up and I was able to go six to eight and then start my regular shift. And then around 9 o'clock, I went down to Dunkin' Donuts. I said, I'll be right back. And I went and I had the coffee. And then at 1 o'clock on my lunch break, I took another nap. So by the time 4 o'clock came, I was completely fine. Like I never had a thing where I was trying to keep myself awake or anything. And I think, again, being at the house, TV was on low the whole time. There was something just a lot of less stressful than being at the office, which I've done before overnight, which is almost really difficult to do. I think I talked to a tell for like an hour, you know, overnight. Cause I could find, I was finally up at like three in the morning. So it was definitely like went really quick and it was good. And there was no issue. And they're like, how are you holding up? I'm like, I'm fine. Cause I kept taking a little nap, which you didn't used to be able to do at an office. When I worked 12 to eight at this uh, law firm, when I first started in 2000, I was working 12 to eight overnight. And I was working 12 to eight at my firm. They'd make you take lunch at four o'clock and you had to like go out for lunch, you know, so I could only go to McDonald's it was the only place open. I couldn't take a nap anywhere, which would have been incredibly helpful. So this made everything a lot easier. I also just, I mean, sat on my couch and watched TV. Don't tell anybody at the office, but I think they get it. You're only there in case there's something, but most people aren't up, although the Paris office gets up early. So sometimes that's an issue, <laughs> but that didn't happen. Yeah, it was pretty easy, and I was like, I could do this again. I was like, maybe I should get a job, like, a couple days a week from midnight to late, see if I could do it at my house. It's not as bad. I know I tried this before, and I had a nervous breakdown, but that's because I had to keep going to the office all the time and dealing with, like, other people there and stuff, which was really, really difficult. But this, you know, this wasn't too bad. Although, then on, uh, after Wednesday, I guess I went to bed at, like, 8. And then fell asleep for, like, four hours, and then I was up again until, like, five, and then went to bed. And all evened out, I was perfectly fine yesterday for Thanksgiving. So I guess everything was cool. It was just kind of uh, uh, fun. Anyway, by the way, when I went to Thanksgiving yesterday, I spoke to Dory. Our good friend um, David Elliott down the shore had... uh, relayed something to me that can help dory and without my sister being there i told dory when i got to the house and she said oh that's really great to know so david thank you for letting me know that so i told her in you know in a calm manner and she's doing okay and everything's fine you know my sister's like her career's over it's over and we all thought it was but um uh, david elliott had said something that made so much sense Uh, that everybody's in a better mood now, but we can't talk to my sister about it because she's insane. But the important thing is that Dory's in a good mood and she had a good good Thanksgiving. She uh, baked and made some really good stuff. My sister made a sweet potato pie for me because my mother wasn't cooking, which looked disgusting but tasted good. I like it with the marshmallow stuff. Normally, anybody wants it for me. So when Matt put out all the stuff, the sweet potato pie wasn't there, but there was no way I was saying anything. And then she started yelling at Matt. Where's the sweet potato pie? I thought he goes, well, I didn't think we we're. were, is it? I...? So then she yelled at him because I mean she's like, you better eat this. And I'm like, no, I, I was, I wasn't going to say anything. And and then I had to eat, I had to eat it for dessert, <laughs> like because it, it didn't come out. But um, yeah, whatever, it was still pretty good. But it just looked bad. It had a bad color on the top. But that was a sh- an extra sugar ingredients. I like it when it's orange with the marshmallows on top. You know, and it's too sugary. And she also made me my chocolate pudding pie, which of course is the pie our mother tried to kill us with a few years ago by putting gasoline into it. But Beth made it the right way, so it was kind of delicious. Meanwhile, before we had dessert, of course, we went in to watch Friends, the you know the, the classic Brad Pitt episode, and it was good. Oh, and I also found my little mini beers. They were Heinegans, little mini Heinegans. So I couldn't have been more thrilled. I found a store that had it, so I was able to drink those. And oh, and and here's of course. The most important news. So here's another thing that was stressing me out and bothering me. And I'm talking about the my teaching, my professorship at uh, Montclair State University. And I'm there and I'm getting worried because I know I'm like, come on, they must have registered for class. How come nobody's telling me what's going on? He was like, oh, your thing wasn't on the thing yet. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. I knew it. I knew it wasn't going to happen. You know, so I'm stressing out about that. I'm like, how come I haven't heard from anybody? What is happening? Did nobody sign up? That's so sad. All this kind of stuff. And I wrote to the guy, and I'm like, hey, just wanted to wish you happy Thanksgiving. Uh, You know, I'll talk to you after, hoping he was going to write back. Hey, everything's cool, man. Everybody signed up. But nothing, never heard from him. I'm like, I'm not going to write back to him again. I see my nephew, and he goes, oh, Uncle David, I tried to sign up for your class, but for some reason it was saying my credits wouldn't let me do it or my grades wouldn't let me do it. But um, it was almost filled up. And I'm like, what? It, It was? He goes, yeah, yeah. It said 12 out of 15 were already filled up. And I'm like, Really? That's unbelievable. So it means it is definitely happening. People have signed up, and I'm not crazy, and everything's okay, and he's going to talk to his guidance counselor. He goes, look, look i got to take this class. My uh, uncle's teaching it, so unless that's some sort of issue, I don't even care whether he's in it or not. I just can't believe people signed up. Remember, I, I didn't know whether it was going to be 15 or 20 people. 15 is perfect. That's a great starter class for me. 12 of 15, I'm sure it'll be 15 out of 15 after, you know, I, I don't think it's over yet. Uh, so whatever I just couldn't believe he said yes it was on the course description you could scroll for it and find it and I think people just took the signs off the thing because there was a code on it and you could look for it that way and I'm like oh thank god because you know what that's the other thing it's like oh my god what if nobody signed up wouldn't that be so sad how could nobody have signed up I thought I came up with the most perfect thing so 12 people have signed up it makes me so happy and then I, I was just just think of that just think of that relax about everything else and just think how delightful this is going to be even though it's a little terrifying because i'm not ready ready it's in just two months but i'm like come on just concentrate on the good things concentrate on that good thing i mean that's exciting this will be fun and then yesterday i made it worse for myself i come home and i'm like well and i was thinking maybe i'll go to florida you know, for a vacation, because I'd like to see a couple people, and I'm like, oh, wait, I can't go on Thursdays now, because now I got this, ah, crap, and I, like, made myself better, I'm like, well, let me think, if I leave on Wednesday, I mean, I'm an idiot, now I'm worried that I got something to do every Thursday, as if I don't have something to do every Thursday, when I go see my mother anyway, what's the difference? God, I'm a fucking mess up here, I'm telling you, in my head, I am a goddamn mess, but it does take part of my weekend, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I just... It's like now I, you know, I would normally leave. Like maybe if I was going on vacation, I go on a Wednesday night because then I have Thursday and Friday off. And then maybe I take off on a Saturday, Sunday. I got a four-day weekend. But it, and now I'm like, no, wait, I can't leave class. I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> I'm such a fucking fool. Uh, so I'm trying really hard to concentrate on the good stuff. Just very exciting stuff. Meanwhile, when I go to pick up the car yesterday, a week before, I think on Tuesday I said, hey, it's Dave Juskow. I have the Chevrolet. Can you start it up? You know, Maybe today see if it's working because I'm picking it up on Thanksgiving and I don't want you guys to have problems. I don't know whether they did anything. All I know is it went downstairs and of course it was. I didn't even call for it because the fucking Thanksgiving Day parade was going on and it goes right down 6th Avenue. There's no way to take the car up but I want to leave early. I leave at 1130 before the parade's over so if it takes me an hour to start the car I'm sure by then I could go. I come in, I guess, around noon when the parade finishes, and it looks like I can go right down 56. But the guy's like, I'm telling you, you can't. You might be able to go the way. I'm like, well, I just talked to the officers, and they said I could. What are you telling me? I've been working here for years. Like, this guy's yelling at me, and, he, and I've known him for years, and he's just getting mad. I'm like, and then he goes outside, and he checks. He goes, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you could. I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. So then we go downstairs. It doesn't start at all. It's just like last time. It just doesn't start. They bring the charger. It doesn't start. They bring another car. It's not starting. I'm like, dude, if you could just, because he doesn't speak English, I said, if you could just leave it revving for a little bit, just let it get some juice before we start it. It's not like the old days. This battery is drained. Just give it some time. Just give it some time. Like, no, no, try it now. And I'm like, no, just give it some time. Go upstairs, do, move some more cars, and I'll wait here. And where do you see what it we, I mean, there were roaches all over the place. There's more water going in. I took a picture. I mean, it's it's so such a disgusting place to be. It smells in there. It's so hot. I had to finally take off my jacket. I was sweating profusely. Also, from the stress, I started to look up train schedules. I'm like, the car's dead. It's over. Meanwhile, my sister bought me this $50 battery that I always keep in the car that I tried to use last Thanksgiving, but I'm like, oh, it's not big enough. And wouldn't you know, we gave that a try. Guys, let's try that battery. We gave that a try, it started up right away. I mean, what the fuck? This little tiny bit, we tried big battery, we tried a big truck battery, and this little tiny one totally worked. And I said, I don't get it. I don't get how this is possible. The guy doesn't speak English. He must think I'm insane. I'm like, get- this is impossible. How can this possibly be that this little 50 50- He goes, how much is it? 50, 5 uh, 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 times 10, Dolores. <laughs> like, oh, 50, uh, uh, it might even cost less than that. It doesn't add up at all. And then, of course, it works the entire time. My power steering's completely gone. You know, obviously there's a leak there because those guys keep pouring power steering fluid in and it doesn't work. So I'm like struggling with that. But like I said, it runs fine. <laughs> Besides all that, if you can just get it started. So I wasn't worried I was going to get lost somewhere. And really, I was glad if I would. If I Believe me, I wish it wouldn't start at best and never start so I could just leave it there and get rid of this parking garage, I guess, now that it's so pricey, it went up in price. I don't know how I'm going to keep it. I think that's stressing me out too. Do I have to get rid of the car? I guess that's the way it works when you're not making the proper money you're supposed to. But it's so important because, you know, we had to we put my mom finally in an Uber home so nobody had to drive her home. And it worked. It was very successful. The Uber driver was very nice. He let her sit up in the front. They talked the whole time. And she made it home. That is a game changer for us. Because if only we have to pick her up and we can get an Uber to take her home, that is a big game changer. A big game changer. Nobody wants to take her home at night. It's, it's much further than when we had to take our grandmother away. It's, uh, it's a big to-do. And obviously, I, I don't want to do it because I usually need a nap after dinner, which I did. I took the nap. And then we ended up watching Disenchanted. The sequel to Enchanted. I've been dreaming of a true love's kiss. He sings too. And a miss I have begun to miss. It's alright. It's not as good as Enchanted, but it was good, and I was excited to watch it. And now I can tell the girls at the office uh, you know, how I feel about the movie. Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted. Also, I've been watching Wednesday. Which finally came out on Wednesday on Netflix, which is the story about Wednesday Adams. The little girl is cute as hell, and uh, I've been enjoying it. It's uh, it's like it's kind of like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina in a way, but with a really uh, this this girl who plays a, her name's Jenna Ortega, and she plays Wednesday Adams. It's it's kind of fun. Uh, she's really good, and she's really cute. It's just uh, I've been enjoying it. It's t- it's a Tim Burton show. I've watched two episodes, and uh, I'm enjoying it. But of course I'm enjoying it. If you watch it, you'll be like, I can see how Jessica was enjoying this, but this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and it is stupid, but I, I can't help myself. I like those stupid, stupid things. I mean, what am I watching? I'm watching uh, Disenchanted. I'm watching the Lindsay Lohan special. I'm watching Wednesday. I'm not, I'm not an adult. I don't like watching adult stuff. You know, just during Oscar week do I watch adult stuff. Otherwise, I just watch kid stuff. I watch Marvel movies. Today, I watched the Batman animated series. Just before I went on, I was like, I wonder if HBO Max. Remember I was talking about last week because Kevin Conroy died. I looked on HBO Max. They have the old Batman animated series from 1992. I watched the first episodes with uh, Catwoman. That's how it starts, right? With Catwoman, a two-parter Catwoman. Guess who plays the voice of Catwoman? I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it adrian barbeau what where did they dig her out from in 1992 the last thing she had done was back to school in 85 86 and she was doing i mean she was fantastic she was really fantastic she's really sexy in the role it's just like where did he even think to use adrian barbeau and herb edelman played a character i don't i think he played the uh owner of the, the the villainy thing herb edelman we are talking about stanley spornak because i i paused this time to check out who was doing the voices and boy was it worth it adrian barbeau and herb edelman they were all on 70s sitcoms hello but it was very entertaining batman the animated so you know what's good about it it's really soft it's slow it's not slow it's uh it's quiet you know until there's action. Everything's quiet. There's no music surrounding. It's not like a Hallmark movie where there's music all the time. Or even old Star Treks where they're playing music throughout the whole thing and it's too loud. <laughs> hey, old man, Juscow, <laughs> It's just too loud. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. Oh, have you heard any good news today, today? I want to hear what you have to say. Wait till I get it's getting dark already. I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. tape is four o'clock already. I'm like, I didn't put my light in my room. I hope I can read this. You know, they had the national dog show, and uh, apparently Winston won. Winston is a uh, French bulldog. That's the, you know, apparently uh, the, everybody's favorite bulldog. But this, I don't like bulldogs at all. But this one is a cutie pie. I totally deserved. Apparently, he's a big winner. He wins all the time. It's really awesome. Uh, obviously the Thanksgiving parade sucks because it bothers me the whole time. I'm stressed because I'm like, how am I going to get my car out? Should I get it out Wednesday night? Should I get it out Wednesday night? I was too depressed Wednesday. I'm like, should I just do it after I finish work, go to the thing and park it on the street? But then I was looking up the parking signs, right? Does it matter if it's like they say, well, if it's a seven-day week sign, the parking things are instructed, they're they're intact, but if it's only Monday through Saturday, so what does that mean? I mean, it is so hard to figure out the parking rules. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just take my chances on Thursday, which is exactly what I did. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And then they were talking about that the black market threat to new pot shops. You know, they're trying to buy new, you know, they're, they're doing a whole thing of weed and giving everybody licenses to build actual weed stores like they have in New Jersey and like they have in Colorado. But I don't know whether you know, it. I think I told you this. I mean, you can go to a deli now. You can go on the street and buy weed. You can just go to a deli across the street, and now they have a whole bunch of weed sitting there. I still haven't figured out how it's happening. The article I was looking in doesn't say how this happened, why it happened, why the cops aren't busting people. I guess because it's technically legal to have. But then they're saying, you know, what is there going to be a war because there's a black market for this, which is just your local bodega, Uh, Against this. Now, I will tell you this. With gambling, my friend who still works at the illegal bookie place, I said, are they worried about legalized gambling, you know, coming back? And he said the most interesting thing, which I don't think it is pot, but maybe there's something to it. And there might be something to it. Think about this. With illegal gambling... He says they're not worried about this. They know they'll be able to stay in business because theirs is a cash business, and they give credit. Remember, I used to get $1,000 a week credit from these guys. These are bookies, loan sharks, you know, people you don't want to be involved with. But they used to give me $1,000 in credit, and when you pay or when you get paid, it's all cash-based. And you know there are a lot of people, probably like myself who shouldn't, who don't want to use a credit card to gamble with. They do not want to use a credit card and that's the only way you're allowed to legalize gambling in in this town. So people will continue to use illegal bookies so they do not have to use a credit card so whatever that is their wife doesn't see it or the IRS doesn't see it. So that will so those guys don't care. Could this be the same? I don't know. We're talking about the fact that they're trying to build weed places where you can use a credit card. I've used a credit card to buy weed before. Maybe people don't want to buy weed with a credit card. Maybe there's still that thing. The important thing is that I just cannot believe I live in a place where weed, gambling, and fireworks are now legal. And like I said, that's it. It really should be over for me. I have lived long enough to see this. So that's about it. John Lennon didn't live long enough to see stuff. Moses didn't live long enough. I've done it. I've done it. So take me now. I'm ready to go. I've seen it all. I don't think there's anything left. I mean, seriously, if any of you guys are my age, I know some of you aren't, but if you are, did you ever think in your lifetime you would see weed or mushrooms legalized? hallucinogenics did you ever think you'd see legalized gambling i mean besides las vegas and atlantic city come on we are living in really i don't know whether to call them good times (laughs) it's really confusing (laughs) because you could be sitting in the 1950s and 60s be like oh these are horrible times but uh they're all horrible times and They were horrible times before, they're going to be horrible times after, and you just have to find the good in them. Like I say, let me just concentrate on this interesting teaching thing and see where that leads us, and and maybe everything will work out, because that's all we got, is to concentrate on happy things or whatever, because otherwise, really, we'll just go down a downward spiral. There's too much horribleness in the world and there's just too much nonsense and it's too much stuff that makes you angry i mean if you're my age just uh, social media makes you angry and you're like why are people becoming famous on tiktok and why are they why don't they have to work and why are they getting sponsors when they're just opening boxes come on it's not fair (laughs) that's not the way it used to work and meanwhile, you have to take your hat off to them and just say, God damn it, you figured it out and you're only 22. That's impressive. And then it just says, God, I wish I was smarter. I wish I was born earlier. The fact of the matter is if I was born later and I was 22, 23 now, I still wouldn't figure that out. I'm just not wired to be that way. I'm a genuine idiot. There's no way I'd figure out a, an Instagram thing that's going to make me rich. I just don't have it in me. My life was going to turn out this way no matter when I was born. So, what's the difference? Anyway, another week in New York City. Another episode of Just Gow in the City. I don't have anybody scheduled for this week on the Tuesday show. I think Billy Joel has... Uh, what is happening? This is the time, maybe? A really weird song off the bridge, I think. Eh, whatever. I'm not happy with any of the songs coming up, but... The 400th episode of Just Gow in the City is coming up next week. The 400th episode. We'll try and come up with something, even if it's just a bunch of clips that we like. We'll just play the hits, you know, and see what we can do. Otherwise, I will see you next week on the 400th episode. 400. Are you people out of your minds? What's the matter with you? But if you keep listening, I'm just going to keep doing it. That's your punishment. (laughs) I'll see you next week. I'm just out of the city. Merry Christmas, everybody! What it's coming. See you next week.